0: Hey everyone, this is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott, and we are here to review Bollywood TV and movies. And uh, we've got a we've got a pretty good lineup today. So, uh, Maral, why don't you tell tell our listeners what's on the agenda?
1: We had a lot of releases last week, so we carried forward hostile days from last week, of course, and then Mimi, and of course, City of Dreams uh, that dropped on Hot Star. So, Scott, you want to talk about that?
0: Yes, but before we do that, I, I wanna I, I wanna wish you a, it's a day late, but I wanna wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. Twenty-eight Thank you so years young.
1: Twenty-one.
0: Twenty-one, my bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday. I hope you had a good one.
1: I did. I actually did.
0: Okay. Outstanding. Thank you.
1: Out- Thank you. I promised myself I'm gonna walk 16 miles and I'm going to be walking like sixteen instead. <laughs>
0: That's wait, special. wait. Well, hold on, hold on. You said so. You promised yourself you're going to watch walk sixty, as in six zero.
1: Yeah, I was going to hike sixty miles over the weekend, and I ended up hiking like sixteen, and that—that's
0: still quite. I mean, that's still yeah, really good for you.
1: I still haven't. I still have to walk the rest of the miles. You see, so <sighs> so I put I put this challenge every birthday for myself that I got it. You know, like one birthday was like I got to go skydive. Without a barrier, you know, with, without tandem, without okay. another person hooked right. on, so I did that. So, so I put myself a challenge every birthday, and this this birthday challenge was, you know, after one and a half years of being under the lockdown, I'm gonna go and hike because I haven't hiked that kind of hiking in such a long time after. You know i've been a hiker all my life i've done mm-hmm. colorado 14ers i've gone to denali mount denali which is now called mount alaska i think they call it mount alaska mount, yeah they call it mount denali now it used to be called something else mount mckinley sorry it was called Mc- mount mckinley when i went there and it's now called mount denali at denali national park in alaska so having done all the all big th- the big ones right hiking, sorry
0: having done the big ones
1: having done the big ones and you know prepping for Kili, Kilimanjaro, and which I had to stop halfway because obviously the pandemic caught us all, and just the process of restarting training for Kilimanjaro now, and so I got, gave myself this entire collective um, job of I'm gonna do 60 miles. <laughs> on My birthday. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> so,
0: so wow. That, okay. Uh, but
1: yeah, I got into giving myself um, this weekend, uh, so I'm going to extend it for a few more days. I'm going to extend it three more days. I'm going to make sure I do the sixty still.
0: Yeah, your birthday week. Let's just let's just move it down to the birthday you know, week. Nice 60, sixty miles. It's it. yeah, that's like eight nine miles a day. That's doable, right? Yeah, but you know when you're when you're up on the mountain, you gotta do much more. You know, if you just
1: can't do it nine months. Do you though? <laughs> <laughs> do do yeah, you? Yeah, you. You do. You do. Unfortunately. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I. Okay. Well, good for you. That's that's great. And if you know if that's the the way you choose to spend your birthday, congratulations. Have at it. Have a great time. Uh, I like to see how many blankets I can pile on while I'm in my recliner watching movies. That's my challenge. <laughs> do I do three? Do I have enough weight for, for three or do I need a fourth one? That's my challenge.
1: Just buy a weighted blanket.
0: I know. I know, but it's, it's fun with the numbers, you know, and then I, how many pints of butter pecan ice cream can I eat? Anyway. Um, okay. So we've got, we've got, uh, got things to review and we're starting with hostile days. Season two. This was on Amazon prime. Uh, did you uh, did you happen to watch this? Marl? I did. I did. I did. And do you want to uh, do you want to tell us? Just tell our listeners. How about I tell? Yeah, I tell. I guess. It. Yeah. It's the. It's. It's essentially, Porky's in India, right? It's just college it's people a, being it's dumb a and of college
1: dumb yeah. It's colony, just yeah.
0: fraternity style Rap stuff, stuff yeah. uh, mm-hmm. hazing freshmen, mm-hmm. or as the subtitles call them, freshers. Is, mm-hmm. I, is that a British thing? Is that an Indian thing? Uh,
1: yeah, that's an Indian thing. Fresher, fresher. Indians, yeah. fresher.
0: Okay, yeah. all right. So chalk that up to a new, new term that I've learned. Um, no, so that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> that's what it's about, and I, I don't know if I, I won't get into it yet. I'll let I'll let you, but I I didn't watch the whole thing, so I don't know if an actual story developed. So why don't you why don't you give us your review and tell us if any any actual. Things happened that would conceivably be looked at as a a, a story in the conventional sense of the word.
1: There is no story. There is just, you know, normal, you know, engineering, call it stuff. Freshers getting hazed. uh, Freshers getting hazed and, you know, um, them, you know, exploring their sexuality and fighting with each other. Making each other's presence felt, and you know, uh, learning how to how to deal with girls, and making memories. I think I think that's oh, probably,
0: making memories. That is all making memories. Okay, all for, right, for all lack
1: right. of a better phrase, but yeah, I think that is where we are <clears> throat> with throat> this entire series. I think this mm. is um, part two of Hostel Days, and part one did pretty well with a certain section of. Um, the Indian population, the college-going crowd, which is like, I don't know, 400 million people, I guess. Uh, you, you know how many, how many people in India go to college? Uh, you know, student population in India. There's like 500 million people. So I guess it works with that.
0: Okay, so for North Americans, I, I, for North Americans who don't know, um, is "hostel" the word they use for dorm or dormitory? Yes,
1: Hostel okay. is the word. Hostel is the word that they, they use for dorms. Yeah, And uh, yes, uh, the the dorms are called hostels.
0: Got it. And I think we've just exhausted my semi-intelligent, the range of semi-intelligent questions I can ask about this show. Um, is there anything you liked about it? Anything you particularly thought was interesting?
1: I thought um, what I would like to take away from this entire show was some of the performances. I think Shubham Gore, who's a comic that I follow him on Instagram, it was he's a YouTuber as well. Mm -hmm. He's a show stealer. He's great. I even um, I mean, he used to do they used to do these, uh, these uh, really comic um, reviews of movies um, in in a North Indian language called Haryanvi. And this guy was a scene stealer, uh, definitely. Um, And he's spontaneous. And he has this very unique accent that he carries his Haryanvi accent. Um, His I mean, nobody, nobody could actually match up to his performance, but I don't know if you missed, uh, but did you miss the White Tiger guy, Adarsh Gordon?
0: Oh, Oh, no, I was going to I was gonna comment on that. I was going to make a snarky comment about, I, he just. I guess he, they didn't pay him enough in White Tiger, so he, ne- he needed the work. I understand actors will take any job they get. I, I understand that. I'm not knocking taking the work, but man, really, that was it? That was it? It was either a big check or there was nothing else on the table. I did see him. I, I, you're already getting a feel for what I thought about this show, but um, yeah, I, I saw him, I, I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, th- I think what, what you have to really give to the series is the performances. The characters are r- real. The characters are the characters you find in a normal engineering college hostel or dorm. And um, and, and, you know, some, some of the writing is good. And, and for, for, uh, the, the, the digital content creator TVF that, uh, creates this series, um, they, they did a good job doing it. And, okay. you know, the, 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 uh, the different aspects of a hostile life, uh, life in an engineering college for girls and boys are very well bought out, I guess. Um, so, um, you know, this entire, um, the, the hazing say scene is pretty big in hostel in in, in uh, engineering colleges the number of girls in engineering college are less so the way they're kind of distributing the girls amongst the guys, it's crazy but it, it happens and uh, and then you know this entire uh, introduction to por- pornography
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was kind of funny
1: yeah. Yeah, and and you know they have a, they, they even have a real a director of pornographic association. They call <laughs> Pondy, which is weird.
0: Look at you! You're already like you're cracking up thinking about the show. Wow. I mean,
1: the, the, the nicknames were so funny. Okay. I mean, come you on. Know, think about it. They call they, they 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 call they really have a director of porn association. <laughs> <laughs> so the pornography Association is called Pondi. <laughs> they have a director who's called Dopa <laughs> literally seriously but but yeah, so so I thought it was kind of uh, funny in parts:
0: Funny in parts. okay, I you know what? I can get behind that it it was that's it was funny in parts, but the problem is it was let's just be honest, it was so dumb. I mean, it looked like they were I, I will say this, it looked like the actors were having a ball. And I don't know if they were or not, but it really looked like they were having fun. And that might describe why White Tiger Guy was like, I, I want to be in this show. Okay, great. You know, they and were, again.
1: They were, they, were having, they were having so much fun with each other. That it was, fine. It was spontaneous. Yeah.
0: Fine. The, you the know comedy, what, though?
1: The comedy was spontaneous. It was like as if they were reliving their hostile <sighs> college lives.
0: Okay. And you know what? I, I see that, but at the same time, is that a – was that – I just didn't find it. it After a while, I just shallow. didn't. It yeah, it, it was just, and I don't look, I don't need everything to be Shakespeare. I really don't. I I don't need everything to be intense and profound and with the symbolism and the structuralism. I don't, I don't need that. I like, I like stupid, mindless comedies. I really do. I even like, like you know, the beach movies. And as, as long as there's a semi-credible, semi-decent story to follow, you know, everyone, you know, uh people running around in bikinis and you know half naked in the bathing suits on the beach fine but okay i don't need it to be but this was just this was a step too far for me even though i laughed a couple times in the first episode for the most part it was just like oh god oh ugh. really so i didn't watch any I i watched one episode and i was done and i i get the feeling that this is more for the um more for the high school crowd than the college crowd? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was like, look how much fun you're going to have in co- I don't know.
1: Probably selling college to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I, yeah. But,
1: but whatever it was, it was it was not for a adult audience. It was for that. that
0: that's fair. Yeah, that's that fair.
1: So if you're going to watch it, you need to be that audience. You'll definitely enjoy it. <laughs> or so just, be prepared, right? just be no, prepared,
0: right? Just be prepared.
1: If you're missing your college days, this is what you watch. If you're missing missing dorm, this is what you watch right? Yeah, dorm life and
0: call, you know, put signs on people's backs and have to go steal bras and what did they call that in the in the fifties in like Greece and happy days, uh, panty raids. Had to do panty raids. Yeah, like if that kind of stuff appeals to you, if you think that's funny, and I'm not even saying that like insultingly, like, but if you really if you think that kind of stuff is funny, you will you will love hostile days too.
1: Hey, people enjoy all kind of stuff
0: yeah like, right right i'm, I'm have, not
1: movies like movies like that that people enjoy
0: yeah <clears> I, <throat> I get it just wasn't for me
1: hey remember the movie movie with the with, with that animal in the hotel room in vegas that everybody really the loved hangover
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah hey,
1: so the people that loved it so
0: yeah i that's true so okay <laughs>
1: Yo, this is Tasher. You are now tuned in to Daisy's.live. Let's go.
0: Daisy's.live, hey. this is Scott. I'm back here with Moral, and we just got done talking about Hostile Days 2. Um, not for everyone, but if you like silly college oriented comedies, you probably. Want to check it out? Now we move on to something completely different. This was on Netflix. It was um, a movie called Mimi. And, uh, I, I, Maral, why don't you uh, why don't you give the premise, and, uh, and then we can sort of do this together? But what what from a treetop level, what's uh, what's Mimi about? A
1: well, treetop. I'll give you thirty thousand feet, and she's a saying fangirl. How to say that? <laughs> the way she fangirls him. Yeah. She's a tourism dancer from Rajasthan but she agrees to be a surrogate for an American couple but she doesn't realize the social psychological and emotional implications of course legal as well of a decision um, when the American people decides that they don't want to keep a baby when the doctor tells them the fetus might have a probable Down syndrome condition and that's when the story of her becoming a mother starts.
0: Gosh. All right let me start by saying, this is not the sort of movie I would ever choose to watch uh, for the personal reasons, but also just because it's not, it's not the kind of story that interests me that much. And yet I loved this movie. I mean, I loved it and it had me, oh boy, I, 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 I can safely say that if I had not had some deeply personal connections to the story, I, it, I would not have felt as strongly about it. And it was one of the reasons why I brought it up earlier. This, like, I, it's really hard for me to separate the two. Um, but because of that history that I have, my my wife and I have, it was, uh, oh, it was just a very intense, very well done, very beautiful, very powerful story. And I have to say, one of the things that impressed me the most about it is that this is not a story that you can, I don't know, let me this is a story where it's very, very easy to go overboard, right? To be mellow, because it is, it, by definition, it is not by definition, by by its very nature, it is a melodramatic story. I mean, it's just, it's intense. And it, it's so easy to fall into cliches. And a couple of times they actively avoided them. And there's one scene in particular that I thought was very powerful. And I'm really glad that they didn't, they didn't wring the towel, get every drop of melodrama out of it. There was a scene at the very, very end where you're not sure what's going to happen with um, with the child. You're not you're not sure if the family is if the American couple is going to take the kid away or not. And um, they did not. Now maybe they just cut it for whatever. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the light lighting was poor. I don't know. But if they cut the scenes or they didn't have the scenes long, drawn out, tearful goodbyes. And it one of the reasons why, obviously, is it, it it in the story, they just told the kid that he was gonna get on a plane and go hang out with Aunt Summer and Uncle John, and, and that was it. So it wouldn't necessarily have made sense, but you know that if you had been in that situation in real life, you would have held onto that child and cried and said goodbye, and they deliberately did not do that. And so that's just one example of where they could have and would have been um, forgiven by the by the most viewers for having it not 100% realistic like going over and just like re- like I said wringing the emotion <coughs> out of it they didn't do that and there were lots of scenes where they showed and someone may disagree with me but I but I don't I thought they showed remarkable restraint in a lot of ways simply because this story could get could go it could go nuclear war in terms of emotions i mean it could just get Absolutely crazy. This is like, these are like some of the most fundamental issues we have as human beings, as in in families. And so, and they, they, I thought they walked, I thought they walked the line beautifully. It was an emotional and powerful movie. And at the same time, showed some restraint. And uh, I thought Pankaj Tripathi was perfect in his role as the calm, collected, understated funny character he was like the he was like the north star for these for the people in the in the movie um he was at the same time laugh out loud funny in his in his very chill pankaj trapati way um i thought they went a little overboard maybe in the because they had to it was such an emotional thing i i think when when the when the daughter shows up because she just doesn't know what to do and she goes home and the mom and dad are freaking out. Oh, she got married. Like they they're making it funny at the same time. Like they're giving us a they're ratcheting up the tension and and mm-hmm. also giving us a a, a a a pressure valve and some comedy. You know, oh my gosh, they married a Muslim. A, you know, like they they And that's another thing, by the way, that's a, that they really touched on a lot of issues. They touched on, touched on colorism. They touched, touched on Hinduism and, and uh, Islam and the relations between the two. They touched on, um, honestly, the American couple did not look very good. (laughs) Rich Western white people did not come off looking like looking the best in this. Um, so they, they brought up a lot of issues. Uh, and then they, they had a an extremely neat and tidy resolution with like a yin yang. Like there was, there was the white people with the little, with the take away the brown child and the brown people take away the white child. And, and everyone is happy. And I was a mess when I I was a puddle at the end of the movie. I thought it was, I you know, and I, I don't want to watch it again, but I would tell anyone who's even remotely interested in these kinds of issues, watch it. Anyone who's experienced these sorts of things, watch it. So what'd you think?
1: So so um, I thought, um, um, by the way, I don't know if uh, if you knew, it was a remake of a Marathi movie. Uh, Had no uh, idea. Yeah, it was a remake of a Marathi movie called Mala Ai Vahachai. <laughs> uh, it's written by Samrhodi Pore. And, but it is so cleverly tailored in Hindi by Lakshman Uteghar, who is the director of the movie. And screenwriter Rohan Shankar has just beautifully adapted it. Um, not only the personality of Mimi, but he's kept the uniqueness uh, intact of this entire uh, story of... Uh, there's so many... this The, the surrogacy tourism is, a, is, is big in India. And uh, there are so many stories like this that have happened in India. Um where uh where couples from another country go and they decide that they want to use a surrogate in a poorer country um they choose surrogates just like these people were choosing a woman, and I thought that was a little too much, but yes, that's the way they choose
0: it was like shopping it was, they were sh- it was like shopping, shopping for a pair of shoes they were shopping for a womb
1: they were, and um. And then if there's something wrong with the child, they just drop the idea and leave. That's what they do. And um, this has happened so many times in, in India that um, somebody made a story about it. But in this story, I thought, um, I, I thought the balance between the comedy, the situational comedy and the tragedy of this girl who had dreams and then she looks at this child, and she gives a without without even thinking about herself, the fact even the fact that the child might be might might, might have Down syndrome, might might be born challenged. She decides in one go that she can't really let the child down, whoever, even though the child wasn't hers. Um, she's just uh, she, she's just carrying it for somebody else she decides that she's going to give everything up for that child. And she does. And I think the uh, the, the vacillating between drama and comedy was so beautiful. I agree, done.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Not once, one minute, not one second of losing grip over the narrative.
0: No, you're right. There's
1: one heck of yeah. a story told. It was beautifully told between comedy and drama. And a lot of it was... Uh, Kirthi Sanin, uh, who played brilliant uh, who, who played Mimi brilliantly, and I have to welcome her to the Brilliant Actor Club now. After so many years of working hard, this woman has finally made it to this club, and she carried her role phenomenally. There was not one ounce of overacting. I mean, for a girl who doesn't, who, who, who I would find very difficult to cast her into into Rajasthani village girl role, she played it. Beautifully well because she looks so urban. Otherwise, she's so fashionable and urban and model-like. But this girl from Delhi, who's by, by the way, an engineer. She she she's an engineer and she she's brilliant. Look at the way she was cast here. This perfect casting for her and uh, her chemistry with, with Pankaj Tripathi and you know her friend. Uh, them than hanker mm-hmm. and the parents how how they you know first first they were finding it difficult to accept and then slowly accepting and then the, the kid becomes their life he becomes everybody's life the entire community revolves around that kid and then the couple comes back for the child and it's such a raw story to be told but yeah. such such a flawless execution of a movie
0: yes Uh, i'll tell you what we we loved it all right so we have praised this movie and so now everyone knows what we think about it so now my question and
1: and i can't i can't leave this uh, this um uh this um brief um um without mentioning prankship party he's
0: just yeah he was he was fantastic no phenomenal he's always great but here's my question for you so now it's clear what we think of the film overall. What did you think in terms of the content? What did you think about um, the the couple coming back? Uh, because now that we, you know, we've, we've, we should probably put a spoiler alert on <laughs> at the beginning of this, but um, when the couple comes back to claim Raj after four years, you, so the question I have, how long do they have? ethically, right? Legally, of course, the, the contract is the contract and the lawyer said, but I mean, for, just as a person, as a human being, what do you think they have? I asked my wife about this because I, you know, okay, everyone, th- even though what they did and said was horrible, they, they were like, get rid of it, take care of it, and we're just going to go. I mean, that is complete crap. But everyone's entitled to make a mistake, you know, they made a mistake, they had a bad day, whatever. It they, they could. It's entirely possible that they're on the the flight back home and they're thinking, wait a minute, what do we just, uh, what do we just do? So what's, how long is the grace period? What, how long can they go before, before you say, cause four years is like, oh no, oh, oh people, you have absolutely, you have completely relinquished all claim to this child. That's what I thought. The, you know, the law is always different from, but I mean, just as, as terms of, in terms of like just talking with another person, I'd be like, absolutely not, no way. So how, how long, do, a, a month? Uh, so, what, what how long do you think is is acceptable for someone to go my bad we made a mistake we actually would like the child
1: so you know legally i would think that the moment they walk out of their their duties of off the contract they the contract is between two people their duties and responsibilities in both end the mm-hmm. moment they walk out of their responsibilities and duties by telling her Oh, dump the kid and we're going the contract is over the legal contract is over because they have breached the contract themselves
0: okay that's fair that's uh, fair
1: so legally it's over but morally and ethically you know you can't put a time limit on emotions you can't put a time limit, limit on processing. I think
0: you can i think you can and that's what i'm asking you to do
1: i can't the the parents they've been wanting they've been wanting it's their desire too to have a kid it's just that in their in their mind, having a deformed kid because they were shopping for it anyway, they weren't uh, carrying it. Right? the The feeling of carrying a kid, the feeling of shopping for it, are two different forms.
0: Okay, all right. Well, I, and, I, I and
1: ultimately, when she finally finds a kid she wants to adopt, she realizes that you don't have to carry a kid to be a mother. You can be a mother even without really having a kid on hmm.
0: your own. Okay. A
1: so so i guess so so i guess i think the feelings were different before they really had a real kid in their life and the moment they really have that uh, they, they have the reality in front of them that they have a kid in their life the feelings completely change i think it happens with a lot of us we don't mm. know how we feel about a thing till that thing is in our lives right
0: mm. okay i say it, my wife says at birth so if they're not there when the baby is born they have relinquished their claim and i say That's a, that's a entirely valid. I also say like maybe, and this is where days are weird. Like it's to say 15 days or 30 days is weird. What's the difference between 30 and 31, but I say a month after the the kid's born.
1: One day and four
0: years in that sense, the kid doesn't know you, the kid doesn't know you, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'd say a month, you get a month after the kid's born. And after that, if you're, if you forget it. I mean, I was outraged at those people. And the insinuation that they could give their the, uh, Raj a better life by taking him by, because he would be in America. I, I'm not Indian and I was insulted by that. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's offensive and ridiculous. So anyway, um, we could go on. There's lots, of, there's lots of other things to talk about that's in this movie. In, but, in yeah, this movie guys, but yeah, we
1: loved the movie. We, both we loved it. it. We loved Very it. It's, it's a short, short watch. It's emotional, it's beautiful. The performances are, are, it's a flawlessly executed movie. This is what we will call it.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, uh, enthusiastic thumbs up. Go see it. Absolutely. Uh, so what we- Hi, this is Numan, And you're watching me on dot <laughs> Live. this is Scott. I'm back here with Moral, And we just got done um, pouring effusive praise over the movie Mimi, which is now out on Netflix, and we turn now to uh, a series, City of Dreams, season two. We reviewed season one a few months ago, and now we're in season two. I did not, unfortunately, have a chance to watch this, so this is going to be all morale. Morale. Uh, for those who have who are unfamiliar with the series, give us a little give us a little taste of what it is, and then uh, and then tell us what you thought about it
1: season 1 if you don't remember you can go to our website this is live and the entire review of season 1 is there um, we will upload the review of season 2 today since we are reviewing it today for you as well so uh, if you haven't seen season 1 um Rao Gaikwad, which is Atul Kulkarni the actor is a CM of Maharashtra, the Chief Minister of Maharashtra, and is now um, restricted to a wheelchair after he ha- has had an attack on his life. And while he was in hospital, his daughter took over as the Chief Minister with the support of a copter-turned-politician called Vaseem Khan, who is played by Ajaz Khan, the brilliant actor, and a ex-home minister in his own cabinet. Called Jadish Gurav, who uh, is played by Sachin Bilgankar. and she has had to eliminate her brother uh, Siddharth.
0: Yeah, and in, in, in season one, it really he had a he had a strong sense of entitlement. Totally, uh, th-
1: not only that, but so did his his father. His father wanted the brother to be his successor.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and the daughter proves. Uh, the daughter does it because she thinks that his father, her father, needs to see that the daughter is as good as the son. But that's a
0: low bar. He was he was not a particularly convincing politician.
1: He wasn't. At, no, he wasn't a politician at, at all. He no,
0: was, well, not a good speaker. Not comfortable in front of crowds. He just he was unimpressive, and she was extremely impressive.
1: Totally. So now season two sees the father daughter go against each other to wrest power back, the father wants the power back, and the daughter has all the power. And again, Nagesh Kukuno does an amazing job of, uh, of putting Priya Bapat at the center of this entire polit- political drama. She has done a phenomenal job in series 2, and you know, she's, she's cool, calm, collected, she understands her dad, his psychology, she still wants to earn his respect. But she doesn't realize that he doesn't want her. She, he wants to eliminate her, and he'll go to any extent to eliminate
0: her. Wait he wants to eliminate his daughter wow, okay, all right and
1: that's what makes the entire story um really interesting. i guess <laughs> and he's like a wounded lion, and he's so impressive he's on a wheelchair and impressive and he's he's trying to trying to figure out how to how to get his daughter out of the way. And, and then she asks him and one, one really powerful scene, she meets him and she says, why the hell are you doing this? I was doing this to impress you. And he's like, oh, I, I, I'm not. He's like, I just want you <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting, impressed. You I'm failed. Not, I'm
1: not getting impressed. I know you could, but when you were born, an astrologer told me that you are going to be the end of me. So I want to get get you out of my life. <laughs>
0: oh, my. <laughs> okay
1: so, so there is this entire web that he's trying to weave around her and it's her and she's one step ahead of him and so there's, there's this entire back and forth between them and uh, it's it's brilliant um in a lot of ways because you've never seen a story like this between between a father and a daughter and uh it's it's very well written by the way um i think uh some of the characters don't 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 bring a lot of value to the to the story like you know the character of um you know the uh, the Ankurati character Arvind Mehta and his girlfriend or sorry the woman he's marrying for some reason and, and there, there are there are these side dramas that don't the subplots that don't bring a lot of um value but uh, but then you know the main actors are so phenomenal. There there is another actor added, Sushant Singh, and his his angle, which I I didn't know why they were needed, like Jugan Anna, Sushant Singh, and you know I don't know why they were needed. They were they were almost ish at times, um, and I thought they were totally inconsequential to the narrative. But um, but hey, it is. Um, um, to 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 a lot of people who like political dramas and political uh, thrillers, this is another political thriller like Thandav. I know you, mm-hmm. you guys love Thandav. This is kind of yeah. Tandif, Um Director of photography Sangam Giri does a very good job with the camera. You will you will love the sights and sounds of Mumbai. I have have been quite. i I'm in a lot of series, a lot of movies. Don't do justice to the sights and sounds of India. This is one series that has done an excellent job mm. of, uh, of you know, the, the city looks larger than life. And I, I, I love the way that it's been shot with a lot of realism, you know, the under the belly realism. And I love the camera angles. I love the way they move the camera the mm-hmm. um, the background score is pretty good as well, so so on the whole, I thought City of Dreams Two was in up on City of Dreams One. now. Really, although we did not need so many extra extra subplots, right? But I thought I liked it a little better. Than
0: how many how many episodes in season two? Ten. Ten. So did it? I've I've noticed you say this a couple times, so if, I feel like this is a valid question. Was it? Um, an eight-episode series in, a, was it eight episodes in a ten-episode series? stretched
1: at all. I thought the editing was pretty good. Okay. None of the episodes were stretched or superfluous. Okay. I did not feel the need of 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 uh,
0: the C or D stories. Didn't forward
1: button anywhere. I oh, okay. I was it was gripping through.
0: Okay. Them. Great. I,
1: I like I like political and you know there's a proviso here. I do like political thrillers a lot. So. For me, uh, watching political thrillers is my thing. So, I did not feel the need to move the forward button through any of the episodes. I watched it all in one go, binged.
0: Wow, impressive! That would explain why you didn't make sixty mi- your sixty mile hike. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Priyadashini, and you're listening to me on DC's live show on Radios in the Live. This is Scott, and I'm back uh, here with Maral, and we just got done. Maral gave a, a hearty thumbs up to City uh, City of Dreams, Season 2. Thank you, yeah. Liked it better than Season 1.
1: I did. I think the story developed itself into a very hard-hitting political thriller this weekend. I nice. absolutely love the tussle between the father and the daughter, I think. Uh, both actors are phenomenal, and they did a good job of keeping the tension alive.
0: Yeah, politics will make... We'll make family members do all kinds. They make strange bedfellows, as they say, or in this case, strange enemies. Um, uh, the, finally, we are going to talk about uh, chutzpah. Chutzpah. And uh, that was on actually on our agenda for last week, and we had to bump it. So, um, And I did not see that one either. So what's it on? What's it about? Uh, and then give us your review.
1: Absolutely. It was on our agenda last week, but we couldn't, uh, because of paucity of time, we couldn't review it last week. So... We're reviewing it this
0: week, and here we go. The, the next movie that we talked about is on uh, Sony Live, and it's called Chutzpah. And we had a, I don't want to say a difference of opinion, because it really wasn't that, but someone said Chutzpah, and someone said Chutzpah. Now, it just really depends on where you're coming from. But where I went to school, for example, my friends would all say Chutzpah, and there would be a H huh in there. And I think that's is, is is this the same thing as hutzpah? Like to have um, God, what is how do we, how would we describe how would we explain define it? It's um, courage, guts. There's mm-hmm. another there's another word that I bought. gumption gumption. There we go. Um, yeah. So is is that the same idea in the movie? What's the movie about?
1: Well, it's about like
0: it's I am about so off my so game many after this. So in this
1: movie. But but you know what I what I what I connect them to was, was the Fukrey characters all most of them from Fukre, mm. and all these characters interconnected through the internet, and they're shallow, they're fickle, and you know they're all on social media doing stuff, and they're not connected to anything real, and it's their story of you know of their fickle lives, literally.
0: <laughs> so, Wait, so fickle lives, but why is it why is it called chutzpah?
1: Um. I don't know because because they are they they highlight everything evil and everything hollow about how social media has completely taken over the brains of these people and they've, they've literally abandoned reality for for them everything is about likes com likes comments and you know forwards and uh, you know from sex room chats to startup apps and the obsessiveness that they have to followers and filters and. Uh, profiles and the illusion around their online mm. online pro, online personas
0: and maybe it's the tech it's companies just, that created this environment that's where the chutzpah uh, is
1: yeah but that's that's where this entire generation lives and that's, that's that's where the minds are so everything is about your online persona rather than who you really are in person so it is um, it is this on a, on a deeply psych, psychological level everybody lives online Mm. Okay. So I think I think the story's about that and it's it's kind of, it, it, it's in sync with the current generation and it's got nothing to do with the reality of the world that they live in. Wherever in the world they are, they're connected through the internet so they could be living in one world, in one country, in one, with one zone and it's got nothing to do with the reality of where they actually reside. So living and residing are completely two different mm-hmm. aspects of their lives
0: okay so did you like it
1: uh, okay so um, from a um, from a cinema perspective it's very well done from a storytelling perspective it's very well done um, I, I would I would give it give it a seven on ten from from a technical perspective um, but um, it, it falls falls flat in terms of you know uh, just the uh, just storytelling um the, the the heart and soul is at the right place it tells a story about the new generation it it just tells a story about
0: how does it lay it out or is it critical
1: um it lays it out
0: okay
1: it just lays it out for you to look at their lives and um uh, you know there, you there's be a, the judge yeah, so this is an entire line of show that I want I want I, I want I want to read out to you. So this is this is what it says. I have it right here. It says, "There was a time when fans would do anything for their stars. Now stars do anything so that their followers don't leave them."
0: Mm.
1: So yeah. it sums up. It just sums up the times that we are in today. That you know, the, people do anything for followers. That you are who you are because of the uh, attention that you get online so your followers are more important than the person that you are and uh, and honestly um it has its moments they the characters are are are, you know kind of very well some of the characters are well-edged but there are too many characters and they live in their own lives they have their own little you know interactions online but um just bringing them all together as a project, and I think I think some parts they, um it, it comes together well, and some parts it doesn't. Um, but um, but I, I think on, on the whole, it's a watchable movie, and and I think uh, uh, I, I think uh, uh, psychologically, it does tell a story of a of an entirely new generation that's not with you. It's definitely not with it. it's. It's really it's. Time traveled itself into another realm altogether. Mm. The mm. actors are, are amazing, um, you know, there's Varun Sharma, there's Manjot Singh, Ilnaz Nerozi, there's Tanya Maniktala, who you remember from um, from a BBC series that we watched earlier this year. There's Diksha Singh and Gautamai. So these are, these are really good actors, um, c- camera work is great, this series is of course um, presented and directed. Uh, the writer creator Singh Lamba, the same guy who directed and wrote Fukre. Um the heart is at the right place with Kutzpa, but um, it does talk about what we are really leading our young generation into. This entire false cushion that's leading people to really abandon the reality of where they are. <laughs> but um but yeah, this is where we are psychologically our our social networks have led us to live an
0: alternate reality sounds like about half of the black widow shows right totally totally yeah especially that one where it's uh uh, ron howard's daughter what's her name Uh, bryce howard yeah where she's it's all about it's all about the likes it's all about the the rating you know it sounds it sounds a lot like that but you know what you know what it sounds like though it sounds like nothing on this we had a lot today to cover and it doesn't sound like anyone is thrilled with anything we watched.
1: I was just gonna say that. I feel like every single like item we have watched today, we have either said it fell flat, wasn't worth it, was three at best. Like I don't think we could have given this whole day on a scale of one to five. Like three is the best we could have done today.
0: Absolute best. Everything
1: yeah. was so mediocre. It's generous.
0: Yeah. Very. Is it, exactly and very is generous. is this uh, is this COVID content? I mean, is that what we're is that what we reviewed? COVID, COVID content that was made in the middle of the it pandemic? Was crazy.
1: and crazy. I did watch some Probably, of the COVID yeah. content Probably. that you guys Probably, yeah. It's coming out now way. because they're processing it now. So,
0: yeah. What were you saying, Sharia?
1: Sorry, sorry. I was like, I literally just keep talking over her. I apologize. Sorry, but no. And me too, because I was just answering. I'm sorry. No, you're totally sure. Sharia, fine. go ahead.
0: What were we like saying? I'm
1: hearing it. I was saying some of the stuff we watched, I really, really liked. Like, for example, it was last hour. I'm not sure if that came out, that came out during COVID. Right. I thought that, that series was fantastic. And you guys recommended it. I had not heard of it before. This is that live. And I watched the whole se- like first season, I think in like one sitting, it was fantastic. So yeah, I can't say show. everything. Yeah. I can't say everything was horrible, but today's we're
0: just like, yeah. Wow. All right then. Well, uh, I had a lot of fun this week. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, that was quite, we had a lot to cover and that we really ran the, the gamut of emotions there with uh, Hostile Days 2 and Mimi and then some stuff in between. So um, <laughs> thank you for that. You, you picked some excellent, uh, some excellent content. Um, I, I look forward to uh, seeing everyone next week. And in the meantime, uh, have a great one. I'm Scott. I'm and this is daisies.live. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.